Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So uh, Kim Zolciak, Croy Bierman. We have told you um, he has filed for divorce again. So now we ended up, uh, we got video of mm -hmm. her. We also know something about a police report. The police actually came out to the house. Over the weekend. Because he locked her out and put her pillow on the front door. And yeah. she was pissed off. So she was pissed. We know that she was pissed when the police uh, from the call to police, but listen to what she's saying now. This is her at LAX, um, and she's with Brielle, her daughter, and she seems pretty defiant about uh, how this divorce is going to play out. Um, it doesn't seem like she's willing to uh, go easily um, if Croy thought that's what she was going to do. It ain't going to happen. Is there any chance at you and Croy reconciling, or is this just, has that ship sailed? She has the ring on. Well, that's what I'm asking. So you're wearing the ring. So that's a good sign, right? I would say. In the divorce docs, he's asking you to possibly leave the home, right? Divorce docs in reality are too yeah, like, different. Right. So you're not going anywhere. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. No. So the door for you and you and Croy is not completely shut. We'll see. That's what I know. I listen, but I'm talking about getting back together. That's it, you know? Well, she's made it clear. She wants back with him. I, I, I think when you, you think, watch yeah. when you watch this clip, there is no doubt when she said when they say divorce and reality are two different things. Divorce right. actually is reality, yeah. but they're saying it isn't. <laughs> they're saying right now it's just on paper. She's wearing and the ring. It's a we'll see. She wants back with this guy. And yeah. there's absolutely no doubt in my mind listening to that clip. And I've spoken with someone close to them, which we've known for several months, that they have been back and forth. And this person that I spoke with as recently as this morning said they would not be shocked if Croy unfiles this document as early as this week. Regarding that police report, though, that you brought up uh, at the top of the show, we know that uh, Kim called police Friday night around close to midnight. Cops came out, they spoke to Kim. She said she didn't feel like she was in danger, but she did say uh, Croy was threatening her. As you mentioned, um, he had left a pillow outside the house, presumably that she would sleep out there. Again, it was around midnight, so, um, but the call did come in as a disturbance, a domestic disturbance call. So he has asked uh, for the exclusive use of the house in his divorce documents, which basically means he wants her out. Um, and he punctuated that by putting the pillow on the front door. So if, if that happens on Friday night and now she leaves town and comes to L.A., what does she think is going to happen when she goes back to the house? Uh, he's going to change the locks. I, I, that's, that <laughs> seems to be the handwriting on the wall. He's going to change the locks if he's really serious about the If he's not serious about the divorce and he's done this twice, mm -hmm. at a point, he can get in a little bit of trouble if he's filing these documents without the intent of going forward with it. At a point, the courts can say, well, you can't keep doing this. Right. Um, but we don't know. I mean, so far he's filed once, as, as did she. And they no, withdrew. he's filed twice now. Well, the first time oh, he filed, filed once and, withdrew. and she did and then withdrew it. And now he's done a second time. So we don't have any evidence that he's going to pull it other than them saying that. She, everything, like you said, everything you see and hear from her doesn't sound like they're going to get divorced. Well, she, no, no. It well, takes one person. <laughs> right. It takes one person. She right. doesn't want to get divorced. That's clear. What's kind of interesting, and we've talked about this since the initial filing, which feels like months ago. What's interesting is when the photographer got uh, Kim and Brielle at the airport last night here in L.A., Brielle kind of insinuated, 
when the photographer asked, well, do you want to come back to Housewives? And Kim kind of plays it off and says she's talked to Andy Cohen, but doesn't really say anything set in stone. What's interesting is Brielle kind of subtly pitches this idea to Bravo, to the photographer saying, well, Bravo should do a show about the kids of Bravo and maybe feature the parents kind of insinuating, hey, we still wouldn't mind coming back they're, to reality They're gonna work TV. every angle they can. Oh, they're gonna, they're, they're in financial straits, right. terrible financial straits. I gotta say, you know what really strikes me about this? Is that, Came especially when- at night? No, 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 no. When people are high weird. profile, mm -hmm. when people are high profile and somebody files for divorce, the other person plays along even if they don't feel it publicly and they'll say, yeah, I'm done with him. Right. She did the opposite here. She did the exact opposite. Right. It's almost like she's trying to communicate with Croy that she doesn't want to get the divorce and she's willing right. to do it through the media. Uh, that's unusual. Right. The second she goes out and doesn't wear the ring, that's her exactly. conceding. And she doesn't Exa want to concede. Exactly. Right. Hi, sorry from Kentucky. Kim and Croy's 12-year marriage is about to come to an end again. I mean, what's going to happen after this second time? Is there going to be a third? I mean, what's next? From the accusations from smoking weed into the house, gambling and credit card debt and things like that, what is going to happen? Well, I got a question for you. If he withdraws the divorce, but then files a third time, should we cover it? Honestly? <laughs> Will there be anything to cover or will it be just the exact same thing? Now, I hate when you answer the question yeah. with the question, <laughs> but thanks anyway. <laughs> we're we're going to move on. Wow. Uh, yes, let's move on to Adele's number one fan. I think it's very clear that this young man that we showed you in Vegas. He is number uh, one. He's holding the number up. Yes. Uh, his name is Juan Pablo. We found out his name. We actually have spoken to him. You're going to hear what he has to say about how this all played out, because for those who missed it, um, <laughs> over the weekend, he was standing up, singing every song at the top of his voice. Every word. Every fan, some other fans got annoyed, and then they called security. Security came over and tried to stop him, and then Adele stepped in and said, leave that young man alone. And then everyone cheered, and it was great. But there were plenty of people who were ticked off at Juan, at Juan before. Because it was a second concert going on in the peanut gallery. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know if they could hear Adele if you were sitting behind him, uh, but Juan says he doesn't feel like he has anything to apologize for. If you could say something to people that were sitting behind you right now, what would you say? Well, I'll tell them I'm sorry. I really am sorry, but I only had one opportunity to see her, and I took it. And I took it as I wanted, and... I sang every song with her, and I stood up every, well, most of the songs with her, the ones that I weren't bothered. And yeah, I'm sorry. You're not really sorry. I'm not really sorry. <laughs> it's funny, his response is like, he's trying to be considerate of the people behind him because he knows that he pissed them off. But then at the same time, he paid for those tickets. And with the selfie stick but was- But so did they. But so, so did they. they. And he's saying they could have stood up too. They could have been vibing out in an Adele concert as well. It's a concert, I mean, it's you guys. This is not like not a sympathy orchestra. Can, it's, it's a concert. A concert is always subjective and everybody feels it differently. The problem is that some people are going to feel it more and they're going to- Emote. Okay, so more. so we so we look. We we raised this in the morning meeting today. Nikki, I'll ask you. I asked Jacob this in the morning. 
If you were at a symphony and somebody did this, would you be pissed off? But that's what I'm saying. This is a completely different vibe. And if well, those people behind him wanted to be close up, they should have paid for the tickets to be closer to Adele on the floor well, they, so the, they didn't have anyone behind them. Well, they didn't know that somebody was going to do yeah. this. How would they know that? that? It doesn't matter. It's an Adele concert, you guys. It's a concert. This is not a symphony. So the, the rules don't apply, Harvey. So well, I can't answer that question. I but would, I can tell uh, you this. Right. If you were there behind him, you would have been one of the people. Uh, question, uh, hold question on. Was, I, would, I would argue that Beethoven's Fifth is more rousing then, hello. Ooh, it just is. It I don't know. Is. I when don't builds, know about when that. When it builds after the bridge, I don't know. I, think I don't know what the bridge is like. It, I'm sorry. I, it is more rousing. Just at the beginning. But to answer da, your da, question. If I stood up and went, da, 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 and, and everybody's trying to listen to this thing, I said, okay. shut so me down. So the answer is, to answer your question, I will answer it. If that happened at a symphony, yeah, I would be really pissed off. That's not a symphony. I know that it's Adele. A I know vibe. Adele sings ballads, but it's still a popular music but concert. But it's a ba they're and ballads. At a popular you know? music concert. If people want to stand, they're gonna stand. Eh. Eh. The singing is a little much, though. Hi guys, Jenna from Kentucky here. I think the best rule of thumb to follow is your pursuit of happiness ends where another one begins. You know, I've, I've been fortunate enough. I got tickets for the upcoming Madonna celebration concert. I hey, I just got them to too. Something. I would never want to do something that would take the focus off the artist or hinder the yeah. other you know, fans' experience. That's just me, but Juan Pablo's adorable, so I'm glad he got to have that experience with Adele. He is kind of adorable. You got to admit. <laughs> he, 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 yes, he as long as you're not sitting right behind him. He is. There is something really heartwarming uh, about how Bob Barker spent his last few days. It just paints a picture that is what you'd expect from Bob Barker. He, um, we spoke to his longtime uh, manager, and he told us uh, that Bob was spend, spent a lot of time watching TV uh, in his last few days. And in particular, he did watch uh, some Prices Right. Uh, he was He's a fan of Drew Carey's. Yeah, always uh, really appreciated the job that Drew Carey's done. And something else he watched. This surprised me. Yeah, I mean, he was apparently watching a lot of reruns of Two and a Half Men, which, I mean, great show. The guy clearly had his sense of humor, but apparently he always loved that show and, and really enjoyed it uh, towards the, the end of his life. The fact that he's still watching it means that he appreciated it. He still had a sense of humor. It's great. Yeah. And right by the way, the end, 99 way, years old. By the way, early Two and a Half Men, like, no offense to Ashton Kutcher, but when Charlie Sheen was on. Oh, it was hysterical. It was hilarious. It was hysterical. I get it. I get it, Bob. That's... That's not bad. I'm catching up too, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we spoke to his manager. The other kind of interesting thing we found out was where uh, a lot of Bob's assets are going. And he's actually going to be donating uh, to 40 different animal wow. charities and wow. military charities. And I guess one of the animal charities, uh, his girlfriend Nancy runs, who is the one who is taking care of him towards the end of his life. And so uh, a good portion is going to be going to that one as well. He so. was such a stalwart in the animal, animal rights, rights movement. You can't say Bob Barker's name without thinking, remember to get your animals spayed and neutered. It's true. I mean, he did it on the show, but he also lived it. Yeah. Um, I interacted with him a little bit a long time ago. I had a friend who lived next door to him. Mm -hmm. And he was always so committed to this. Um, you know, and there are, you know, look, there are a lot of people in the, in the animal rights movement, but Bob made it a centerpiece of his life. And um, the fact that he made sure. And it made that a difference. Yeah. It made a big difference. And the fact that he's going to continue to make Which a is big great. difference it's is just awesome. heartwarming. The military angle for that, I was a little bit confused. I had no idea that he served in World War II as a Navy pilot. So 
Learn something uh-huh. new every day. No, good for, I mean, it, it's just like he, he really lived his life in a very committed way. And, uh, you know, and, you know, a lot of people do things for a while and then they give them up. He kept this going for decades and decades and decades. Yes, indeed. Good on Bob Barker. My name is Braylon. I'm from Los Angeles. Bob Barker's passing is a tragedy. He was the host of Price is Right when I was a kid. And I'm glad that his estate is going to a cause that he was passionate about. Every episode, he wanted to control the pet population and he will be missed. I have a showbiz connection with Bob Barker. Well, you just told us that your friend lived no, next to him. that's not my showbiz connection. Okay. Bob Barker was discovered by Ralph Edwards, uh-huh. who um, I, I was driving through New Mexico and heard him on the radio right. and discovered him and ended up putting him on the, uh, on the show. Um, Ralph Edwards also was the co-creator of People's Court. Oh, and wow. There, there you go. Wow. And, and there is a place now in New Mexico called Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. I know that, but it, what what does that have to do with uh, Ralph and Bob had something to do with that? That's why they really, did, yeah. I did not. Okay, yeah. Like Devin said, you learn something every day. There you go. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yes, moving on to some really surprising news uh, about Josh Sider, who was uh, one of the contestants on The Bachelorette uh, back in 2015, Caitlin Bristow's season. He was kind of known as the villain. Well, there was some sad news about Josh yesterday, but now it's turned shocking. So the sad news was that. Josh had passed away, or so it seemed. On his official verified Instagram account, there was a very lengthy statement announcing that he had passed. Um, and it certainly made it seem like it was uh, suicide. They, they gave the mental health phone number at the end. Right. If you talked about the struggling. fact that he had attempted it before. Right. And so everybody, a lot of people, yeah. posted the story. Well, guess what? Yeah. Well, then, uh, in fact, just a couple of hours ago, this popped up on his verified account, a video, uh, selfie video shot by Josh. Hey, guys, as you can see, um, I am alive and well. Um, My account was hacked Um, for the last 24 hours. I've been trying desperately to get into it. Um, Somebody um, was playing a cruel joke and mocking my mental illness and the struggles I've gone through with depression and suicide attempts. And um, I'm sorry for all the pain they caused when they made that post. Um, I just got back into my account. Um, I am going to do all I can with my team to try to identify who is behind this. But again, I apologize for the confusion. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people, of course, are saying, thank God he's alive because he was only 36 years old. A lot of people thought this was definitely tragic. Um, However, gotta say, he has turned off the comments on this post. A lot of fans are taking to Twitter to kind of open up that they're having some questions about exactly how this all went down. Obviously, this is on the heels of what just happened with rapper Little Tay. Um, originally, there was some kind of post on her Instagram saying that she had passed, and then eventually she had came forward 24 hours later saying that it was a hoax, that she was hacked, and this we're kind of seeing a very similar thing to Josh. Now, this is either A, the same hacker, or somebody that's huh. doing the exact same style, or B, Fans are pointing to the possibility of this being a new trend where people are trying to become relevant again. They're doing these death hoax in a way to kind of gain popularity again. Look, we don't want to accuse Josh of anything here, but this is what people are saying online. Yeah, it could also be a trend that there is someone who is locking out someone's 
that is hacking them. There but are a lot of questions still about Lil Tay. Yes, there are a about lot Lil of Tay. questions about Lil Tay. And the questions, uh, you understand the questions here as well. This, you know, that it was exactly, actually it was less than 24 hours from when the post went up. It was around, it was around a day where there was just radio silence. I think we, we posted. No, we actually. What, what time did we post it? Around it one? It was in the one, afternoon. One thirty. So wasn't that My long. point is it was less than 24 hours. Yeah. That it was actually taken away. But um, the bottom line is he's alive. Good that he's alive. And it's good. Yes. My name is Real, and I'm from Chicago. I just feel like uh, with Josh, he just need to take a break from everything. Like mental illness, like is something serious. So I just feel like you know you got to check on people that dealing with stuff like that. And also with him, like you got to just take a break from the internet. And if somebody else is hacking your page, just you know delete everything. Just delete everything and focus on your health. Yeah, yeah nobody's gotten to the bottom of this yet. Um, yeah. But I think that will happen. Okay, this story is so satisfying on so many levels. Um, if you've ever, and we certainly have talked about it a lot here. I want, to put, case, a, I want to put an asterisk on that for now. Well, the satisfying part is when you, we've talked a lot about internet trolls who say a lot of stuff because they're largely anonymous and they hide behind a computer. Exactly. Well, here is a case where uh, a troll actually came out from behind the computer. Uh, the troll, his name is Ben. Now, the guy he was trolling is UFC fighter Natan Levy. And um, he was certainly making a lot of uh, anti-Semitic remarks online. And Ben, the troll, volunteered to go to Vegas, said, I'll come to Vegas, Natan, and I will spar against you anytime you want. <laughs> Natan Levy's 8-1 in the UFC and said, come on down. Sure, let's do it. The kid actually showed up and basically got his ass beat. Watch this. And then Natan is going to join us. Hi. Hi. He's uh, my sparring partner for today. He's on a waiver. Waiver is good. He's signed. Everything's good. Ready to go. He hasn't watched film on me. I have striking. I have power. I have the size. It's a classic case of f around and find out. Come on, buddy. Yeah, well, he got Ben to admit that after Ben got his face bashed in. And it seemed to me like, I don't know, Natan is going to join us right now, but it seemed like he was actually holding oh, back. he was totally holding back. But I, I got questions. I yeah. am really fascinated by this. So, Let's bring him in. Uh, Natan Levy, hey, Natan. welcome to TMZ Live. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. So you must have been shocked when this guy said, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll come. What was your reaction when you actually you, saw you him yeah, when you, you were face to face with this guy? Uh, yeah, I was very surprised that he actually showed up. You know, most of the time I get a lot of hateful text messages saying, oh, I'm going to come do this and that to you. Nobody ever shows up. But uh, Ben did, so props to him on that. And I was actually uh, kind of salivating a little bit when I saw him walking to the gym. <laughs> that is you realized, yeah, that you sized is, him up immediately like this. So you had, you had no idea? You had no idea what he was going to look like physically? No clue. No idea what he was oh going to Oh, my God, like. that's hysterical. So you held back, right? Yeah, of course. Look, I'm a professional fighter. I do this for a living. Uh, he's a young, dumb kid with the wrong influence. 
He read the wrong stuff online, listened to the wrong people. I wanted to teach him a lesson, but I also wanted him to have uh, some brain left to actually learn this lesson and grow from it. You know, I've heard this saying, knocking some sense into somebody. Um, I, that was never kind of a literal thing. If this guy is kind of a jerk and is following these people who have influenced him, it just seems odd to me that he'd have this epiphany um, that quickly, just right. because he got beaten in a fight. I mean, that's, I, I guess the question that, is, that's a very fundamental thing that people feel. He's now left the gym. Do you think he's, what would he say today? Not if you were talking to him, if we were talking to him. So a few things. First of all, you know, I don't believe in solving things or changing people's mind through violence. Uh, this is not the way I don't go around and beat every troll who says something online, something stupid. That would take a lifetime and it wouldn't do much of a difference. The only reason I did spar with him is because he came to my gym, my house, uh, disrespecting my people, uh, my heritage and myself. And I had to teach him a lesson. So that's one. I talked to him uh, before and I talked to him after. I sat him down with other gym members, my teammates who are Christian, and they sat him down and told him, no, this is not the Christian way. Uh, you, you went off the, to the wrong path. And these guys are like my brothers. We train together, we sweat together, we bleed together. And they told him, we're all people, we're all humans. Uh, this is not the way to hate Jewish people or to hate black people or Muslim people or anything. This is not the right path. This is not Christianity. This is not religion. And this is not like uh, the love we should have for each other as human beings. Hmm. A few minutes ago, you said um, you've dealt with a bunch of trolls. I'm curious, um, because you're so high profile um, and from Israel, uh, have you noticed an increase? Because, look, anti-Semitism is on the rise in the U.S. Have you felt that based on trolls contacting you? Has it increased? Yeah, absolutely increased. You know, I always got uh, lovely messages in my DMs. Uh, pictures of Hitler, pictures of the Holocaust. Uh, half of them say that the Holocaust didn't happen. The other half says we need a second Holocaust. So which one is it? But, uh, you know, the, the rise is crazy. We saw it uh, last weekend, four kosher restaurants in L.A. Uh, their, their windows were broken. Their, their doors were broken. So this violence online, people allowing themselves to say anything they want because they're behind a computer screen. Uh, this actually turns into physical violence in the real world uh, and even not to just to restaurants, to, to actual human beings. So the big lesson I wanted to teach this guy and hopefully everybody who's watching is words have consequences, actions have consequences. If you say something, you better stand behind it because um, this hate turns to hate in the real world. So we need to cut it off. Okay, important message. Uh, uh, Great Glad story, you, though. A really great story. Great and, story. Uh, listen, you made Ben was not even really a warm up for a real fight, but you have a real fight coming up next month in Vegas, right? Yeah, I'll be fighting uh, Alex Reyes at the T-Mobile Arena, September 16. Uh, it's going to be a great fight. He's a he's a game fighter. I'm a game fighter. All my fights are uh, you know fight of the night nominees. So we're going to put on the show for the fans. Excellent. Okay, looking forward to seeing it. Really, Khan, thank really you so appreciate much for being it, with Khan. us, man. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Wow. That is a See, different story. And that's why I, I agree with you. We don't really know what's in Ben's heart and if it has changed. So that is an asterisk. But the fact that... It's just a great story. Right. It's just a great story. Yeah. Okay.
Welcome back to TMZ Live, and since we are uh, officially in election season, even though it's still a long way off. More than a year away. Um, but yeah, look, the debate happened last oh, yeah. week. No, we're, we're, in, we're in the season. And that means it's time for your favorite artist, musical artist, to step forward and say, stop using my music to one of the candidates. I mean, Mike Pence doing um, uh, um, Lose Yourself, it just seemed <laughs> odd to me, right? Oh, it wasn't Mike Pence? Mike Pence. Oh, it wasn't Mike Pence. <laughs> Okay, right. I can't think of a number that I wouldn't pay <laughs> to see that happen. But no, it was uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, who we had on the show yesterday. Uh, you may recall this from a few weeks ago. He was in Iowa and decided that he was going to bust out Lose Yourself. Here is a little bit of that, and maybe you'll understand why Eminem is upset. Loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how everybody's joking now. The clock's run out, time's up. Over plow, snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so—he's not terrible. Harvey. I mean, he's not terrible. Okay, he knows the lyrics. I, I guess I, if that's all it takes to, you know, do a good version of a rap song, then he's yes, okay. He knows the lyrics. So a couple things about this. One. Vivek did this performance about two weeks ago. Uh, so Eminem or BMI, whoever decided that they wanted him to quote unquote stop, is a little bit late on this. And more importantly, Vivek is not continuously doing this performance the way Trump is, was playing a ton of songs that artists were asking him to stop playing at his rallies. So the whole thing, frankly, is a little silly to me and kind of toothless, like stop playing the song. Vivek has said, fine, I'm not really even playing it anyway. So. That's that, but the larger point no, I want to make about on, this. Hold on, hold on, Fabian, hold on. Just because he hasn't done it, if you're Eminem and you see that he's done it, like we said, this is early in the season. When he starts having more rallies, it could be, it could if you're Eminem, it could I would be thinking it he's going to make thing. that Sure, okay, yeah, he did it 11 days ago. Whatever, it's fine. V Fabian, you know the election big... is still 18 months away? Yeah, anyway, the larger point I want to make about this is that this, this, the fact that Eminem fired off the cease and desist obviously has echoes of Donald Trump. A lot of artists were asking him at the time, all throughout, even through his presidency, to cease and desist, to stop, et cetera, et cetera. Trump never Village did. People. Nothing legal ever really came of it. I, I, I suspect the same thing would happen here. But this just kind of confirms to me that Vivek really is trying to be Trump 2.0. And the fact that Eminem is doing this kind of confirms that narrative a little bit. Um, I, you guys interviewed him yesterday. I don't know what your impression was. Uh, he seems like a bulldozer in interviews. He just kind of bulldozes and bulldozes. He's well-spoken. He's articulate. He's a smart guy. But I don't know. I just don't know about him. And I think he's trying to – I know he said he's not running for VP. He's like, I'm, I'm trying – he's trying to compete against Trump. But I sensed him running for the VP spot. I think he thinks Trump is going to go to jail or prison, and he'll ascend to the presidency. Some. I think that's kind of what's going on behind the scenes there. But anyway, that's hmm. my take well, on that. I, I, I agree with you um, on why Eminem did it, but I think there's something different here. That when, when the village people got pissed off at Donald Trump, they fired back directly at Trump. Eminem did it differently. Yeah. He contacted BMI because once you we should make clear, people, BMI is the licensing company that that's who people have to go through to use this. And, and Jason, if you're back directly. there, my understanding of this is once you license music, anybody can use it. So what he's done is he's pulled the license back so that BMI isn't licensing any of his music, but still he could sing the song a cappella at sure. a live event. Yeah, so, so you can't pick and choose who you license to. You can either make it available for license or not for political purposes. 
and then uh, and then yeah, but everybody can sing openly. There's an, uh, yeah, a live performance exception. But what we're talking about here is the background tracks that are playing behind what he right. sings. Right. Right. That's what he can't do. So he could still come out and do he it. Could just sing he it. won't have the music. And boy, that could would... he do a sound alike? If he got if he got a track, sure, it's a sound alike track. Sure. Absolutely. So basically, Eminem doesn't really have the power to stop him if he wants to do it. But 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 yeah, he did right. without the music, but, man. That would be. But he did. <laughs> uh, that would be a choice. I think it makes uh, politicians look a little clowny when they go out and sing a song that the artist doesn't want them to sing. Regardless of the political party, it makes them look a little clowny. I think that's the risk he runs. Well, Vivek actually responded. So this is uh, from his uh, his spokespeople who said uh, Vivek just got on the stage and cut loose to the American people's chagrin. We will have to leave the rapping to the real Slim Shady. Oh, so they kind of waved the white there. flag a little bit. Yeah, in other words, they don't the real really care. So there you go. It, he doesn't care. Hi there, Brian from Florida here. I think that last comment kind of wraps it up right there. Um, ultimately, he seems to have closed his own situation. And he's added himself to the long list of politicians who have uh, started the election cycle off with a warm kind of, oh, I'm doing something silly out there on the stage. It gets his name out there without really having any. I, I, exactly. I, I, see, I disagree with this. I don't think he did it to be clowny or anything else. He I think it. he did it because he wanted to show people, I'm really young, I am different from these other guys. Harvey, I did it because he knew it was a very popular song and that he was going to get coverage. He's doing it because he's 38 and years old. And that's his point. No, it is not that Absolutely. at all. why. It's not that at all. He, he is running on youth. That is what he's running on. He said it. He has said it. And I think that kind of punctuates it. Youth that gets coverage. And he knows that that was well, right. Recovery. But I, I, I think it, he's he's selling his youth. That's what he's kind of doing. Okay. Okay. We will move on. Yes. Let's do that to uh, another rapper, another an actual rapper, rapper uh, <laughs> partially clothed rapper, <laughs> very partially. <laughs> Kanye West uh, is over in Italy. Has been there with his wife uh, Bianca for uh, a few weeks now, and she's the one who's been getting a lot of headlines. People in Italy were upset about the bodysuits she was wearing, that they were see-through. I just thought of, okay, I'll let you go, but right. I just thought about something. Okay. Uh, and she's been getting a lot of heat. Yes. Because they say she looks naked and everything else. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll show you what happened when they were on a, a boat yesterday. <laughs> and I don't know if this was done as a smoke screen for her, <laughs> but Kanye had his full butt hanging out. Um, I, there's no way he did not know this was happening because this, you would feel the breeze. Of course. This is so obvious now. I didn't even think of it until you started talking. Mm -hmm. This is him getting back at people criticizing his wife. Uh-huh. He's and like, saying, you, you oh, you want to see naked? I'll, I'll show, show you. you naked. <laughs> I think that's what's going on here. Look at this, who this, this tourist going by in the boat is like, wait a second, is that Kanye West? <laughs> Kanye West, I thought it was a plumber. Uh, not so sure I got you there, but uh, I did I did do a little research, because that's what we like to do here. You like to and dig in there. Because right. we were kind of saying here in the newsroom, how does he not feel a breeze? What's going on? How was he not feeling that he was exposed? Temperature average yesterday in Venice was 75, 77 degrees. Oh. So it's possible maybe he didn't even research. feel the air. And that's what happened here. <laughs> maybe he was trying to bend over from the, the other fans and this popped up. I don't, that's I don't the know. kind of research that you don't get everywhere. See that? When you, you find out what the air temperature was, and it's maybe a little more understandable. Hey, Jay out of Iron Mountain, Michigan. And I'm not exactly sure what's going on 
in that situation where they're both located. But what I do know is I want to read the Kardashian family group chat today. <laughs> yes. Good point. I wonder Good what Kim point. is saying when she's seen this. Oh my God. Got his whole ass hanging out. Well, some sorority sisters at the University of Wyoming are not gonna be pleased with the way a judge has come down on their lawsuit. We told you about this a few months ago. So members of the Kappa Kappa Gamma house were very upset that a transgender woman named Artemis Lankford had been allowed admission to their chapter and they sued the national chapter of Kappa Kappa Gamma, or the national headquarters. And they alleged, essentially they were saying that it felt like they didn't feel like this they was safe. A, they didn't feel safe that they said that Artemis was getting erections in the house and kind of staring at the women and they were really uncomfortable. Right. So they wanted to boot Artemis. Artemis. Uh, so they filed this lawsuit and a judge has now decided Artemis can stay in the sorority. Yeah, it's a pretty big decision here. What the judge said was, look, the chapter had a vote. They voted to read their bylaws in such a way that allowed Artemis to be admitted. And we're not gonna let six angry sorority girls overturn that result. And I, as a judge, I'm not gonna wade into these waters uh, to disrupt that result. So basically the they were the case was dismissed. So the judge was basically saying like the, the sorority, the national, the headquarters, uh, they, in, a, in essence, by allowing Artemis, Artemis in, have defined her as a woman. Well, and there's another way which, of looking at it. They're almost kind of, Derek, the way I see this, they're almost saying that these individual sorority sisters don't really have standing to sue because it's really the sorority chapter that makes the decision and the others don't have a dog in the fight because they just have to comply with what whatever the, the bylaws or whatever. Exactly. I, I think you're right. So before we trumpet this as this judge is very progressive, I think if the result had been they didn't admit Artemis, I think the judge would have also said, well, that's their decision as well, and right. I'm not going to overturn yeah. that. So it, it turned out in 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 the favor of Artemis staying in the in the sorority though. Tamea from Hartford, Connecticut. This is an interesting case. Again, trans women are women, um, and to say that. They may have had erections or, you know, their bio biology was showing up. That can happen with trans women. That doesn't mean they're any less of a woman. Um, people that choose to have bottom surgery, that is their choice. Um, but because of what happens biologically, we really can't say that people still aren't women or aren't men just because they choose to, you know, stick with the genitals that they have. Yeah, and I think that six women were not necessarily quibbling over the definition. They were just saying they didn't feel. That's right. Right. Okay. Um, I want to do something, personal thing here, and I, I want to show you this because I've talked to you about mm -hmm. something involving this. There's a plant, and I know you know about this. Yes. I didn't know about this. There's a plant called the corpse plant, and it blooms, I guess, once a year. And I, so, I think it's less than once a year, right? Maybe if it's, maybe it's less. Look that up, but it bloomed. And so the, uh, this, here in Pasadena, and this thing, or near Pasadena. there's like these crowds that that snake around the whole building to come see this plant. The reason I wanted to mention it to you is I think I figured out where the inspiration came for my very favorite play. This is Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. I didn't know that until is. last, I know. But as soon as I saw this, and it and, and, and it smells like rotting flesh. <laughs> right, so, which, which years and years ago, I didn't which know I knew this. about this thing, I always, always wondered, why are people lining up to go smell something that stinks like that? And I didn't but know this was yes, the inspiration I it behind it. Inspiration. I, I was like so, I know every word to all, the, the, the whole uh, yes, soundtrack. I know that you know, because I've heard you sing every single word of it. 
<laughs> anyway. You want to give us a couple bars? <laughs> Suddenly Seymour. The guy sure looks like plant food to me. Novak Djokovic uh, at the U.S. Open. First time uh, since before the pandemic. pandemic. So I guess it was 2019. He was, he was barred because he wouldn't get the vaccine. Right. Still hasn't, but different day, different times, different year. And he is back. And what's interesting about his match yesterday is that uh, the Obamas had a front row seat. And of course, you know that when the vaccine came out, they were big proponents of uh, you know encouraging people to go out and get the vaccine. So you wonder what they were thinking about Djokovic playing there. I, I think they were applauding. They applauded him just like they would any other uh, player out there. I think, look, let's face it, it's people are kind of over it, yeah, right? I'm so confused by this, too, though. Like, so Novak Djokovic is arguably the greatest tennis player that's ever stepped foot on a tennis court. Like sports, sports is chock full of people who are jerks and who have done bad things off of the, the court or the field. And you appreciate what this you know, what these athletes do on the court. And I, I, I don't understand. This is the only thing. The, the vaccine is so politicized. It's the only thing where you would actually say, hey, I'm not going to clap for somebody because of a medical decision that they made for their own personal self. I, I just do not get it. And it seems so ridiculous to me that people are actually criticizing uh, Barack and Michelle Obama for clapping for Novak Djokovic. It doesn't mean they do, uh, agree with his vaccine stance. It just means that they like watching him play tennis. I love the fact that the Obamas could disagree with him on COVID right. and applaud him for what he does. And I mean, that's the way we should be living. We shouldn't be living where you demonize somebody just because you disagree with them. He had a point of view that was different from a lot of the, the point of view of a lot also, of other people. Will, and and I, I agree with you about the problem in America in general, but you also understand that part of the reason that they can applaud him now and that it's not a big deal that he's there is that people aren't concerned about Back then, when people were concerned about people dying in by the millions. Oh, I understand that. But he We're not in that time. But not everybody got the vaccine. Correct. And, he, and I did, but he Correct. felt he didn't want to. And, and his position was, right. I'm 30 feet, 40 and feet I'm away from the anybody. Reason that you can have a different viewpoint of that now is that people aren't dying. I don't millions. think that is a singular view in this country anymore. Hi, I'm from Dallas. And you know what? This was not political at all. Barack and Michelle were out looking great. They are winners and they were applauding a winner. So I don't think this has anything to do with COVID, nor should it. They were just out having a good time. You can tell they still like each other. It was probably date night for them. And I applaud them for applauding a winner. Way to go. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Hi, I'm Bernadette. I'm from Atlantic Beach, New York. Uh, you know, this Kim and Croy story, um, they're on again. They're off again. They're filing for divorce. They're not filing for divorce. The ring is on. The ring is off. <laughs> Girl, make up your mind. Pick a side and stick to it. Okay, if you've been together long, you may as well just stick it out. I don't know anybody else that would deal with you guys anyway. Fair, fair, fair point. Okay, one more. Hi, this is Sylvia from Dallas. Based on the sing-along fan from the Dell concert, the one thing that I realize is that. As a concert person, you don't want to pay for a concert and then have somebody ruin it for you. However, as an Adele fan, I only get to sing with her in the shower. So the fact that he was there in person and got to do it and she supported him and he also got his 15 minutes of fame. He did get his 15, <laughs> that's for sure. All right, this isn't Tim's rejects, but we should say that what you're about to see DJ Khaled do on his commute to work probably shouldn't do. I mean, one, he can get away with it probably because he's DJ Khaled. Two, he lives in Miami, 
so it's not as big of a spectacle, I think. But here's how he's getting to work these days. We're the best store, 70 calories. I'm on my way to work. Let's go shopping. How you doing? Let's go shopping, <laughs> 70 calories. I'm on my way to work right now. Love. <laughs> Let's go shopping. Seven to Collins, on my way to work. What's your point about Miami? You see golf carts going around neighborhoods, maybe, on, you know, in Miami Beach, but not like that. Well, no, I agree. By the way, you, but you made the Miami sound like a, I know, you made Miami sound like a podunk town. I no, mean. I made it sound like a, a beach town, because that's it's what I meant. It's a beach town. What about I-95? You could be on I-95 in this I thing. meant Miami Beach, okay. all right? South Beach. Land of my people. <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs>